0: One, take rest in his identity today. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous, they run into it and are saved. His name is also a habitation, a dwelling place. Someone take Refuge in that space today. In Jesus' name. Gonna get right into the message today. Revelation 1 and 8 says, I am. Alpha and Omega. (laughs) It's like God has a word for us today or something. The beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And today I'm going to preach Christ Jesus the Lord. Because God is who he always was. Can we thank the Lord for that word today? God is who he was. God is today who he's always been and who he always will be. You can be seated today. I believe in a great God for every situation. And we preach a great God for every situation. We serve the God who is all-powerful and more capable to meet all of our needs. Scripture said today that He is the Almighty. Almighty meaning the powerful, full of strength, the ruler, the all-powerful in every season And at all times. All powerful before time existed. In time today. And after time wraps up. He is all powerful in the days of old. And the days we are in. And the days to come. God is and he always will be. The almighty God. The powerful God. He is who he always was. The almighty God. A.W. Tozer said the first step down. For any church is taken when it surrenders its high opinion of God. And I'm here to tell you that it's impossible to think too highly of God in this service. It's impossible to put a limit on the greatness and goodness of God. And here at West Monroe Apostolic Church, we don't believe in limiting the power of God. We don't believe in limiting the hand of God. We believe that God is able to do all things... Paul wrote in Ephesians 3.20 that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Psalm 145 and 3 says this, that great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. As Paul wrote that he is able to do all things exceedingly abundantly, we understand that Paul... He had a view of God that was elevated. It was an elevated view. He was gripped with the greatness of God. He saw God with with a view that that he could not even describe him in. And he wrote these words saying that there's there's nothing that he can't do. There's, There's nothing outside of the power of God as long as that power of God is working within us. And so today we should examine our view of God, how great do we really believe he is? Someone once asked the question, is he the almighty one to you or the anemic one to you? In his famous work, That's My King, Pastor S.M. Lockridge described him like this. He said he's the king of the Jews, the king of Israel. The king of the righteous, the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven and the king of glory. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's enduringly strong and he's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful and he's impartially merciful. He's the sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in higher criticism. He's the fundamental doctrine in true theology. And he's the cardinal cardinal necessary of spiritual religion. And then he asked that question. That pastor asked this question to all of us. Do you know him? Do you know the almighty king? Do you know the one which is and which was and is to come? Do you know him? I'm here to tell you that he was. Genesis 1.1 begins, in the beginning, God. And there's so much wrapped up in those four words. The first thing that we learn when we open the Bible, when we open God's Word, the first thing that God speaks to us and tells us is that He was. Before the commencement of existence, when it says that God created in Genesis 1, when he tells us the beginning of the scripture, that he was eternal, that he was independent and self-existent, that he ruled. You could say that he was the almighty before the commencement of existence. Before anything else was, the almighty, the all-powerful, the, indep- the indescribable God was. He was the Alpha, the Beginning, the Originator, the Ruler. We don't really know anything else that pre-existed time in Genesis 1-1. The only thing that we know is that God was. We know that God was. And woven through the fabric of time, we see a pattern that the Almighty, that was. That one who always was. That was God before his creation remains the almighty, the all-powerful with his creation. In other words, he was almighty before you and I. He is almighty with you and I. In the scripture, we see manifestations of his power and of his authority, of his identity. As the architect of the ages displays his greatness and his fullness. It's in the stories that we read. When we open up the Bible, I'm here to encourage you to open up the Bible and read and discover just how good He is. Me telling you cannot do it justice. Your eyes are open when you pick up His Word and when you read that Word and when you prayerfully, someone say prayerfully, read his word and when you prayerfully spend time in his presence and his greatness and glory is revealed to you. For it is the word of God which brings back the curtain which holds his glory and greatness. It is his presence where we find everything that we need. It is in times when we We give him our attention that he shows us just how truly good he is. And throughout this word, throughout the Bible, we see a picture of the greatness of God. In the stories of Noah and the patriarchs of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Down through Joseph and Genesis, we read of God's power and provision. When you turn the book over to the book of Exodus... We read of the story of Moses and God's people coming out of Egypt after 430 years. For it was those people, and this is where I'm going to spend the majority of my time today. Those people of Israel, they settled in Egypt after Joseph's family sought refuge during a time of famine. Many know the story, but if you don't, they they had to go to this place for for uh, for refuge, and in the book of Exodus, it tells us that those descendants of Jacob, those those descendants of him, grew number into a number that was so great that it was such it was a a powerful nation that was there in Egypt. And as the years continued, it tells us that there arose a new king in Exodus one eight over Egypt who knew not Joseph, who knew not. <laughs> the children of Israel. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more mightier than we. And in an effort to establish power and authority and to show, I want you to show this, who is mighty? Remember, they are more and mightier than me, he said. And so in order to tame the might of the people of God, it tells us in verse 11 that they set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. The less mighty king enslaved the people of the almighty God. And what I want to show us in this word today is that the less mighty king still attempts to enslave the children of the almighty God. Scripture tells us this about Satan, that he is the God of this world. God with a little g. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. He is the prince and the power of the air in Ephesians 2 and 2. The, the prince of this world, John 12 and 31. But the God with the little g and the prince and the prince of this world, the, that is a lesser kingdom. It is a lesser kingdom. King, It is a less mighty ruler, and that less mighty king and ruler still has his view on you, trying to trip you and trying to enslave you, trying to get you down with life. That's why, as I preached last week in Proverbs 4, that we must guard our hearts, that we must guard and keep our hearts above all else, for it determines the course of life, or out of it are the issues of life, the King James says. First Peter 5 and 8 tells us this: that we are to be sober and be vigilant, because we have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about, seeking you and I, seeking whom he may devour. And after four, after years of captivity in Egypt, back to the Moses story, it tells us it tells us that he is born, that Moses is born in Exodus. In Exodus three, we see that the events of Moses' life, they bring him to the backside of a desert. And he comes to the mountain of God, and it's there. In Exodus three and verse two, it tells us that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush, and he looked. And behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. I'm here to say that God sees you right where you are. God knows what you are going through. God knows it more than you know it. God sees you in the midst of it. So never believe that you are outside of the capability of God's grace and his mercy in your life. Don't believe that your problem is too big for God. Don't ever believe that what you're going through, no one else has gone through. And and never believe that there are not others in this room that are there with you. God is with you. And the church is with you. So I encourage you to continue. And the Lord spoke in verse 8 saying, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, the God of Abraham The God of Isaac and of Jacob. The God of Joseph was now going to manifest himself again. He was going to manifest himself again to his people. So he said in verse 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of torment, out of the oppression and the oppression. God was going to deliver his people. And skipping down to verse 13, it says that Moses now, speaks to God, this God that has manifested himself in the burning bush, this God that is speaking to him, this man that was in the backside of the desert. God is calling this man who was a murderer, a man who had a past, a man who, who had fled from that Egypt into that land of the Midianites and now is in the wilderness himself, That man, God has called, and now that man is about to respond to God. And he says, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they say to me, What is his name? What authority? Is it that I shall go into that place? Whose name should I say sent me Moses? Moses, a man who has a past, a man who is in a wilderness myself. Who is it that I tell this ruler, this king, this man, who is it that I say is sending me? Whose authority do I possess? And God said unto that man Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. I am. Someone say that with me. I am. I am the God that is the present one, the eternal God, the faithful God. That one which always was and is and is to come. The description that transcends time and space. The one that transcends everything. That God. That I am. That God who is here. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the ending. The one which is and was and is to come. The Almighty One. The Almighty one will bring down the less mighty oppressor. And I'm here to tell somebody that the God that delivered Israel out of the hand of the lesser oppressor will deliver you out of the lesser oppressor's hand today because he is the God which is he is the i am he is the god that is for you he is the god that is behind you he is the god that surrounds you he is the authority that we walk with he is the name that we possess he is the identity that we carry with us he is jesus he is the one true god he said in the new testament that i am the god i am the bread of life I am the light of the world. I am the door to the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. And because the I am lives today, because the I am was not trapped to the past, that he is not just a has-been, he was not just a God that was, because he is a God that is. I can stand strong today on a solid rock. I can stand in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my calamity. I can stand on the Word of God. And because the I am lives, I'm here to tell somebody that hope lives today. There is hope in your life there is hope in your family there is hope in your future there is hope today because the almighty God lives He was faithful to Noah. He was faithful to Daniel. He was faithful to Moses and Joshua and Caleb. He was faithful to Peter when he began to sink. He was faithful to all that have come before and all that are here today and the scripture's not finished. He is faithful to all those that are to come because not only is he the God who was, not only is he the God that is, he is also the God who is to come. And there is a future that is coming. There is a God who is in that future. There is a God that is with you in that future. So don't be worried about tomorrow. Don't be worried or fret for what is to come. Because there is a God whose name is I Am. Who is there with you in your tomorrow. He is with you wherever you come from and wherever you go. God is with you. Would you stand today? For the message, God said, I'm here to do the impossible for you. I'm here to do the impossible. The word of God came to us and he asked us to bring the impossible to him. He said, lay it at my feet. He said, I want to provide. I want to heal. I want to deliver. And I want to give peace. And today... God is going to do it in this house, I believe it, by faith. Because the God which was, is today. The God which is, is the God which was. And that God is here and alive today. So today, if you need provision, there is an altar that I invite you to. If you need healing there is an altar I invite you to today. If you need deliverance, there is an altar I invite you to. If you are looking for peace today, there is a space and an altar I invite you to today because my God is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. And the scripture ends with this, the Almighty. say that with me the almighty do you believe that he's the almighty today what is your view of God do you believe that he is the almighty I believe it today we're going to open up these altars and if you have a need in your life I invite you to come and give your life over to the almighty God because God is who he always was God is faithful is here. God will make a way in your life. I invite you to come forward. I would not hesitate. I would not stay back because when we come it's a statement of faith. saying We believe in God that he's going to make a way and I know that every one of us have a need in our life. We would be lying if we said we don't. So I invite all of us to come and put our faith in the Almighty God. And don't underestimate the moment, but believe in God today that He will meet you here. He is the God who is the I am.